Welcome, SatPod fans, to what we were hoping to be a full indie task, but unfortunately, myself and Scotty couldn't really get on the same page this weekend, so we weren't able to bring you the full SatPod IndieCast experience, but nonetheless, earlier this week, I had the opportunity to chat with SoCalVal on the phone for an interview, and we decided that we wanted to put this up so everybody could have a listen to see what she had to say about the WrestleMania weekend events and uh, what's going on in her career. And she even gave me some fashion advice, which I'm going to look into and see if I can make myself a little bit more handsome. So uh, we'll put that up right now. You guys can take a listen to that, and hopefully Scotty and I will be able to get back on a full Satpot IndieCast in the very near future. Again, thank you to uh, Warren and Brando and Scotty for letting me kind of be a part of the Satpot family with the IndieCast, and hopefully you guys like this. So here we go. Uh, earlier this week, I chatted with SoCalVal. Enjoy, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you guys very soon. It gives me great pleasure to welcome to the broadcast the lovely and talented Miss SoCalVal. Val, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Uh, it is our pleasure. Uh, I know you're a very busy uh, young lady. I know you did some radio very early this morning, so thank you for taking your time to be with us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, it's always an early morning for me on Thursdays, but uh, I'll have to get a nap in or something, or maybe another IV of coffee might be needed. I also see you're a fan of the Red Bull, as I am, so... I am. You know what I love is the, the blueberry one. Have you tried that? I have, actually. We were in the States uh, last year, actually, for WrestleMania. In the States, you guys have Cherry Red Bull, which we don't have up here, and it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, we've got a lot of good flavors. It's so good. Uh, try not to do too, too many of them, but they are really good. All right, uh, before we kind of dig into some current stuff, just kind of give us a really, really quick overview of how you came to be involved in this crazy wrestling business. Yeah, well, I always kind of describe myself as a fan first. Uh, I'm still a fan, but um, when I was about 14 or so, about 13 is when I started watching. And then by the time I was uh, almost 16, living in Southern California, I started to do some wrestling shows. They asked me to do one, and my first show was March 30th, 2002, which was three days after my 16th birthday. So I'm now, I just turned 30, so I'm in my 15th year in it, and I just, I've just i just been doing independent shows the entire time, and then I had a nine-year run with Impact Wrestling. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that uh, you've been in the business since you were 15 years old. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, and I always kind of gauge it from my very first show, but yeah, if you want to be technical, like I said, I'm in my, thir- my 15th year, and uh, I've mostly been a manager, but over the last few years, I've, I've really focused more on you know, my favorite part of it, other than managing, would be the on-air hosting or ring announcing. So that's been a lot of fun. Awesome. So it's a very exciting time to be a woman in the wrestling business these days. The role of women has really changed uh, definitely for the better over the past couple of years. What are some of your thoughts about the way things have morphed with, with what's going on at NXT and that kind of branching out into the uh, all facets of the business? Yeah, I think it's a, I, I kept saying, you know, over the weekend we were watching a lot of women's wrestling, and I said it's probably the best time ever to be a woman in wrestling, um, especially if you're a wrestler. But I have to say, I think it's kind of funny when people ask me about, you know, what do you think of the women's division and this and that. I mean, me being a woman, that's always exciting for me to see other women succeed, and I'm such a girl's girl. I have a lot of guy friends from being in wrestling, but, uh, you know, real, in real life, as I would say, 
I'm much more of a girl's girl. And so to see other women empowering each other rather than knocking each other down is my favorite part of it. Um, but, you know, since I don't wrestle, it's sort of, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say it doesn't matter to me, but, you know, it doesn't really affect me directly. But I do appreciate the girls being treated more seriously in their quest to become, you know, professional wrestlers. Was it ever something you really wanted to do, is get kind of get involved in the wrestling aspect? Was that ever a goal of yours? No, no, it never was. Um, I loved managers. I always wanted to be a manager. Uh, the physical side, I loved being involved. I, I like taking, you know, a bump here and there, as they call it. But the aspirations of becoming a, an actual wrestler never, never really made it for me. I, I tried to train a little bit because I thought, okay, well, I'm going to have to wrestle one day. I don't really want to, but I'll try. And I knew I wasn't going to like it, and then even doing it more and more, I just it's just not my thing. It doesn't doesn't challenge me in the same ways that I like to be challenged creatively. It just sort of, you know, I, it's not the lifestyle I want to live. I'm not one of those people that's in the gym every second and, you know, watching their protein. Just, it's not my it's not my idea of a good time, and I it hurts. And people are always like, why don't you wrestle? And it's literally as simple as it hurts. I don't enjoy it. I'm not sure how people do enjoy it, but... More power to them. They're, they're a lot tougher than I am. I'm actually the same way because I do a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, and there was a time where I did a very, very, very small amount of training. And it, early on, I was like, let's leave this to the to the professionals and the athletes, and I'll, I'll do more what I'm better suited for. Right, and it's just really, really, it's a personal preference because, you know, I have to say, I believe that if I really put my mind to it, I could, re I could be great at it. I'm one of those people I believe anyone can do what they want to do. But, and I, from what I did, I did a lot in Ring Divas, and I remember thinking, I could actually, you know, make this uh, a thing, but I just, I didn't enjoy it enough. I didn't, it didn't make me happy, and I don't think anyone should do anything that doesn't make them happy, you know? Now, we just came off a very, very big weekend uh, for both uh, the WWE, obviously, and the Independents. Uh, you were in Dallas for the WWN shows, the big uh, two Evolve shows, as well as the WN Live and the, the Shimmer show. Was it Shimmer or Shine? I don't want to... Get the, I get them confused. Um, it was, there was a Shimmer show, but then it, the reason you're probably confused is because it was confusing in, its, in itself. Um, there was a Shimmer show that I wasn't really on, but I was on the WWF Super Show, and they had a Shine Wrestling match on that because myself and Andrea, we, you know, we're California, so we now, not only do we represent uh, the Premier Athlete brand, which we've now um, rebranded into California, it's kind of a controversy there. I've got both of their contracts still, and they sort of tried to, you know, kind of separate on me but the fact is that they're still under contract to me so now we're calling them California and uh our shine wrestling champion Taylor Maid is also a part of California so she was there to defend her title and I you know I had a, a promo where I was talking about the fact that there's you know obviously some discrepancies with the shine wrestling booking because you know the contract stated that Taylor Maid shouldn't have wrestled anybody but Ivelisse, and Ivelisse was injured. So somehow they found some loophole, and uh, they got another girl to wrestle her, Nicole. So it's just one of those things that slipped through the fingers of uh, the manager that I am, so I just had to go with it, and, you know, it ended up working out fine. But it was a good show, a really good show. It was a very good show. We've all set uh, some attendance records that week. Um, what was it like to be in front of such big crowds? I'm sure that uh, a lot of the, the guys in the back were pumped to be part of that company and, and to set those records. Yeah, well, it, the great thing about it was that was involved, you know, biggest attended show ever. So um, for me, you know, not to sound like I've done bigger shows, but, you know, I've, I've obviously done shows that have bigger attendance because of TNA and Wembley Arena and things like that. But for Evolve, you know, these are people forget that I was at FIP 
which is also the WWN umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was um, 16 and 17, back then we had Daniel Bryan, we had Cesaro, we had a lot of people in there. And, you know, those same people that run Evolve are the people that I worked for when I was that young. So to be working with the same people, meaning Sal and Gabe, the Polsky, um, is really personally, uh, it's, a, it's an accomplishment for me because I think it speaks volumes about how, you know, you should never burn a bridge, you should, you know, stay loyal to the ones that made you, and these guys have believed in me since I was, you know, 16, 17 years old. So for me personally, I was really proud to see them have success like they did in Dallas. Now, um, there's a little bit of controversy with those shows in regards to the internet pay-per-views. Uh, I purchased four of the uh, the IPPVs for that weekend, and there was definitely some streaming issues. And I kind of had just a couple of personal questions about that. Um, sure. Are the talent that are either, well, obviously not the ones that are necessarily in the ring at the time, but in the back, are they aware of what's going on in terms of their potentially being streaming issues? Because a lot of people were tweeting Gabe talking about go to intermission and fix this or stop the match. And obviously you can't do that. But are the talent uh, aware of what's going on in terms of that issue? Or are they just focused on handling their business? I would think they, they're more focused on handling their business. It's not that we don't really hear it, but, you know, that's kind of an afterthought. And, and I, I think it should be because if anyone's kind of paying too much attention to, you know, these technical things, you're really going to not be focused on your match. Um, but, you know, I have to say, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people, uh, you know, I work for the Fight TV app, so I personally have to keep a, a tab on the feed and, and to see what's going on and see what people are saying. So for me personally, it was tough because, the problem was with the building, and there was something with the, with the signal in the building, and WWN was trying to make it work. The people that were um, ordering on the Fight app, you know, their first thing to do is complain that it's the app. And there's not really... The, we're trying to find a polite way to say, listen, it's not our fault, meaning Fight TV. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to say it was WWN's fault, but at the same time, it wasn't really their fault either. It's really just a question of the building. And when fans... And I understand, you know, if I was a fan watching at home, that would be very, very frustrating. Hopefully they feel like they've get gotten their VODs, their replays back up. They're all up now, streaming great. But, you know, it is, it is frustrating, but I have to say that it was hard to kind of deal with people's backlash because they, you know, they, not that they could be more understanding, but there's really nothing we can do, especially from the fight app side of it, when it's, a, when it's a building issue. So, you know, other shows that we were streaming that day that were MMA and boxing over the weekend were fine. You know, because so they weren't in the same building. But that was just kind of hard. But, you know, it, it happens. And next time, hopefully, they'll just get it sorted. And I have to give Gabe credit because uh, not only did he give the folks who just ordered the live showing, like I did, uh, the VOD option, but he's also thrown in uh, a handful of VODs of your own choice from their whole catalog uh, as kind of a, a makeup for some of the issues. But it was a little bit frustrating, especially for Evolve 59 on the Sunday morning because I didn't get mine really going until an hour and 40 minutes into the show. So I'm going to have to go back and watch, but it's always a little bit more fun to watch it live. And maybe there's a little conspiracy yeah. against all of California because a lot of your stuff was missed because you were in the first segment of, of 58 on the Friday, and that also was cut off. So I didn't get to see a lot of SoCal yeah. Val all this weekend. I know. I think I think there's something. You know, that, that's what I'm always saying. There's always some kind of controversy going on with the back, and you know that. But when when you have a team like Premier Athlete Brand, which is now California, you know they're they're gonna find ways to try to intimidate us, and you know try to 
how should I say, um, you know, dial down the, the popularity of, of my guys. So they can throw anything at us that they want. California, you know, we'll prove ourselves, uh, you know, in, in the next few shows. So um, I don't know that it's that, it's that sort of uh, controversy, but I wouldn't put it past the Evolve and Shine Wrestling officials. I'll just say that. Is it exciting to be part of Evolve right now, given the, the deal that they have with WWE going forward? And a lot there's a lot of... Uh, talk in the you know wrestling media for lack of a better term about what that entails going forward but it's exciting for for a lot of the guys and and it must be exciting for Gabe as well to to have that outlet and be kind of a breeding ground for the next group of stars in a bigger way than he already has been it's super exciting and I think that Gabe you know Gabe and Sal you know being excited backstage is just super super fun for me to watch you know we joke around that Gabe one time said he was jazzed before a show, and, and Jim Thatcher and I were just laughing because it was just so cute that he would use a word like that because he was clearly just so excited with, with the way things were going and evolved. So everyone's jazzed. I'll use his word. You know, we all are. Um, I'm especially excited for the guys because I have no, I would never say, oh, I've been there, you know, I, you know, but at the same time, to be in a big company like WWE or, you know, Impact Wrestling, especially at the time that I was there, it's, it's really what you work for. So I hope a lot of those guys that have not experienced that yet will get to. And if they're going to do it, Evolve is really the place that you want to be. So for them, I'm just really thrilled to see that they're getting the platform that they deserve. There are so many good guys on the show. I mean, you know, I mentioned Thatcher. He's, he's incredible. We have Zack Sabre Jr. We've got... Tommy End you know, from Holland. We've got, of course, my guy, Anthony Neese, who's just an amazing in TNA and on the Independence. And then Caleb Conley, who's just an amazing up-and-coming wrestler from the Carolinas. And there's just so many big names that uh, deserve a platform, and I'm just thrilled that WWE has finally realized that and they're paying attention, you know. Zack Sabre Jr. went into that weekend with a lot of buzz, and he came out yeah. of that weekend with even more buzz. That guy is incredibly talented. He is, and he's one of those um, those guys that... I've heard about before I met him. I heard so many great things. Another guy that we had on the show was Will Ospreay. When I met him, I actually met him in the hotel with Zach. And we were in the lobby, and, and Zach said, oh, hi, you know, good to see you, Val, whatever. And behind him, I said, oh, you're, you're Will Ospreay. I said, I hear your name all the time. That I joked and said, of course, it's bad stuff from Zach. I was kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he's just, you know, especially me being in the U.K. as often as I am, I hear his name all the time. I hear he's amazing. So it was great to see him in person and have him live up to the hype. And I think it's going to open up uh, even more opportunities for a lot of guys because it seems like some of the of the I don't want to say you know ex NXT guys like Sammy Callahan and Chris Hero are, are kind of maybe on the way out of Evolve, which is going to open up some spots for some other guys to maybe get a look. So it's a really interesting time in the wrestling business right now. It really is, and like I said, it's, it's a great time to be a female wrestler. But to be a male wrestler, I've never thought it would happen this way that they've opened the doors to the independents like they have. I'm so thrilled that they have, but I'm also shocked. You know, seeing a guy like Austin Aries on NXT, I saw NXT Dallas last night. I haven't seen it yet because I was too busy with our own shows in Dallas. And then, you know, to see Bobby Roode in the crowd could have just died. He's like my, he's the guy that I've been saying for years is the number one, my number one pick to go to WWE. He's just such a WWE style wrestler. Definitely, um, I agree. So I hope that, yeah, I just hope that there's, there's more of it to come. I mean, the door's wide open for for new guys on the independent scene, and we're finally sort of getting that respect because not a lot of people that, that watch wrestling they only they only watch NXT or WWE they don't really understand like the years and years we all worked on the independent scene the horrible travel arrangements and you know the, the little to no pay for years which I experienced personally you know stuff like that is rewarded in seeing others succeed and that's why I'm so excited to be in wrestling right now. And I love the story that Johnny Gargano told at the end of the Mercury Rising show where he talked about, uh, you know, wrestling 
at uh, Eddie Dean's ranch and then crossing the street and going to wrestle for the NXT tapings and then crossing the street to come back for Mercury Rising, yep. that kind of thing wouldn't have happened even just a few years ago. Yeah, and, and that's what's so neat. I remember those guys rushing in from their tapings, and it was just like, wow, these guys are... You know, for example, I was tired. I was losing my voice uh, you know, from yelling and, and doing all kinds of things, announcing all week. And I thought, how dare I feel tired or complain when these guys are wrestling, you know, multiple times in a day, you know? So they are they are such hard workers, and I'm glad it's paying off. Now, you spend a lot of time in the United Kingdom. You were just there before uh, you came back to Dallas. What exactly is going on in the U.K. for you? Uh, well, the U.K., I have a sister over there. Uh, oh, okay. She's healing, and the more, more I go, yeah, the more I go, the, the more I love it. And I've always, it's funny, because I just so happen to look out that I have a sister that lives over there, because she actually married a, an Irish guy. He's actually in a band called The Script. I don't know if you know The Script. Um, so, but they, you know, with his record label, they have to be in London. And I, you know, since I was a kid, I loved all, everything British, everything about the culture, the teapots, everything. I just was obsessed with British culture. And how lucky that she ended up having to live in London for the past, like, 10 years. Every time I go, I make more and more contacts. I, I love seeing all the sites and, you know, learning the history more and more. And now, you know, there's a lot of wrestling there for me, too. But, you know, my main job with Fight TV, I can do anywhere in the world. So that's really lucky for me that this happened with Fight TV um, when I wanted to make the transition. Um, I, I tell people nowadays, I don't want to say I'm permanently moving there because, uh, you know, I do spend a lot of time here. I'm going to go over uh, late April to early July, so I am spending tons of time there. But I will be back in the States off and on as well. So I, uh, I plan on having kind of a dual American-British, you know, thing going on. So it's been fun. Do you find yourself slipping into a British accent when you go over there? No, but you know, it's <laughs> funny. My sister's lived there so long. She doesn't have an accent, but she, her inflections are different. I always use the example of if you were going to order a Diet Coke, you would say, can I have a Diet Coke? And over there, it would be, can I have a Diet Coke? Everything's really awkward. Oh, okay. So she, I, I find that she does that, and I find I'm using certain words. Like, I was talking about a, a season of a show, and I called it a series instead of a season. It's just little things that you pick up. But, I mean, after the two and a half months I'm going to be there, you'll have to talk to me after July and see if I pull a Madonna and start to sound different. <laughs> we'll do that for sure. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the Fight app and how you got involved with that, and a little bit more for people who may not be familiar with it. Yeah, well, uh, thanks for asking. I, my, uh, my boss at TNA, he was the VP of marketing there, Mike Weber, um, was really the biggest reason that I stayed so long, uh, you know, towards the end. He, you know, gave me all these opportunities. Everyone always says there's, you have to find one person that really believes in you, and that's what's going to carry you through a career or take you to the next level. And for me, I had, you know, people believing in me in TNA, David Zahadi, uh, Jeremy Borash, you know, Terry Taylor. Uh, but Mike Weber was a person that, you know, after I did my storyline with Jay Lethal and Sanjay who were released, I was doing Ring Girl, but I thought, you know, I don't want to be a Ring Girl, girl forever. So when Mike Weber came in, I started to do a lot more office-type things and, and do uh, producing and writing my own scripts and doing a lot of on-air hosting and things for my own segments, not for the actual show, mostly. Um, so that was really fun, and I, I, I learned all the skills that I could take somewhere else, and it just so happens that Mike Weber got uh, to, in meetings about this Fight TV app, and he knew that when it came to social media and on-air hosting and video editing and graphics and things like that, that I was the person to, to call because that's what I was doing with him in TNA. So we've been working really hard on the on the um, promotion of the app. And then, when, you know, adding JR to the mix, uh, Jim Ross, when he decided to become a business partner with them, that's when things really took off. So the company's very new. I think I've only been, been full-time with them since January, but it's just really, really taking off. And it's just such an easy way to watch 
not only wrestling, that's a big deal on there, obviously, but there's boxing, MMA, kickboxing, jiu-jitsu, um, you know, just all these different genres. And we call it the app for all things fighting. And if you want to check it out, it's F-I-T-E. Search for it on your app store, iTunes, or Google Play. It's going to be available more on more platforms. Right now, that's where it is. There's so much free content, which is cool. There's, like, sporting highlights. There's TV shows, full-length films. We had a whole week of Bruce Lee movies that were free. Um, but, you know, the pay-per-view events from wrestling and boxing and MMA have been really, really um, successful for them. So I'm just happy to be a part of it. And honestly, I have to say I was surprised because, you, you know, you, you sign up with these companies and you're like, well, but let me try the actual product and you're hoping it's going to be great. I was blown away by the technology. Um, if you want to watch something, you either watch it on your phone or you click a button. Actually, you don't have to click a button. It, it finds your smart TV instantly. You hit, you hit the button and it just appears on your TV. So for me... I started using it a lot when I was traveling. I was supposed to watch TNA and ROH and these different pay-per-views, but I was in England with no access. You know, I had to just wait until it came on in English time. And I watched it live on my phone in the airport one time. I watched it on a TV in a hotel in Dublin one night. So for me, as somebody who travels, it's actually a really cool tool. That's very cool. And for pro wrestling fans, Jim Ross has a huge amount of credibility. Sure, yeah. And he's, he's been really cool to work with. I got to interview him for the first time. I've met him and I've worked kind of, I've met him, like, you know, and worked around him before, but to actually be in, on an interview with him, it's cool that we're talking today because I just tweeted and he retweeted and Fight tweeted the episode of our weekly show that we do called This Week on Fight, and we just talk about what's coming up on the app, you know, here's what you should order, this is, you know, these companies have signed up with us to do pay-per-views, so that episode, my first time interviewing him, is online right now, just today, this morning it was posted, so that was a big moment for me. I, I thanked him, and I was kind of praying to myself, like, okay, don't screw up. And as soon as the interview was over and he left the room, the door shut, and I was like, oh, my God, that was amazing. <laughs> so I had a little mark-out moment for sure. Now, if you're familiar with SoCanVal, you know that fashion is very important to her. Uh, tell us about what you're doing right now in the fashion world. Uh, thanks for asking for that, too. That's cool. A lot of people in wrestling don't even, uh, you know, they're not really into the fashion stuff. So they're surprised to know that I have my own fashion blog. It's I've done my research. Yeah, no, thank you. That's so appreciated. I love doing that. And I think what's cool about it is, going back to me being a girl's girl, it's really opened a new audience for me because my favorite thing is, you know, if a young girl or a girl that doesn't really know anything about fashion will say, hey, you know, I want to I wanna fix up or I want to try this look or whatever. I love that they can get inspiration from my blog. And it's really just about putting outfits together and how I put them together because that's what I'm after a lot, especially in airports because I love dressing up to the airport for travel. Um, you know, so anyone that knows me will know that I just, I love putting outfits together. That's my favorite thing to do. I'll put music on, I'll, I'll accessorize. And, you know, I bought a coat today. I, I go to Goodwill and I thrift shop all the time. Another thing that surprises people is how frugal I am. I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll have an outfit on that's head to toe, matchy, matchy, looks so polished. And it's, you know, I might've spent 30 or 40 bucks on the whole look. So people that are, uh, you know, also not wanting to break the bank, it's a great blog for them because. I shop mostly in Goodwill and thrift stores and vintage. So it also goes with my personality. I love the 40s and 50s, you know, that sort of pinup look. So that's even more reason to shop vintage. And I really have a lot of fun putting it together. That frugality, I'm sure, comes from spending 15 years in independent wrestling. It can't. It must be. It must be that. I should thank him. Thank everyone for doing that. <laughs> now I'm going to put you on the spot now. I am a rather husky okay. gentleman. And fashion is not necessarily my forte. What would you recommend next time my wife and I go out to a show or what have you? What would you recommend a rather husky and average looking gentleman like myself should wear? Well, you know, it, it, you're talking about going to a wrestling show, 
No, 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 no. I mean, like, if we're going to the theater or to a movie or on a date or something nice. Oh. Well, I will say, you know what? I was actually just looking up uh, some Pinterest inspiration, some inspiration, if you will. And you know what's great that a lot of guys don't try in the, uh, in the spring or summer months? Um, I was just looking at linen blazers. Linen blazers are sort of a really, really lightweight way to, uh, you know, look polished and look put together, especially for the guys. So, and there are girl versions. It's more of a guy thing. And depends how preppy you want to go. You could do the boat shoes. You could do the cravat if you'd like. But even if you're really casual and you want to throw on a sort of like a, you know, a lightweight blazer, they have them in different colors, just look up linen blazers. And that would be my, my first tip. And, in, in, you know, now that we're getting into hotter weather, um, but, you know, it's all what you're comfortable with and your level of dressing up is really, it's all personal preference, but I do like the idea of, of an unstructured blazer that just feels a little more put together because it is a jacket, but you're also staying cool too. Excellent. I'm going to look into that. So what's next for SoCal Val in the next couple of months? Where can people see you or hear you or, or see you in person? Uh, well, I do the radio show. Um, uh, it's called Monsters in the Morning every Thursday. If you don't have Real Radio 104.1, you can listen on monsters.fm. It's always a lot of fun because we do talk about wrestling mostly, but then now they have uh, re- have listeners writing in to ask relationship questions. So that's always just a hilarious topic. Today it was really fun if you want to catch the replay. It's on monsters.fm. Um, uh, this Friday I will be at FIP Full Impact Pro which will be on the Fight TV app and WWNlive.com. I'll be doing commentary as well as managing um, in, in at least one of the matches. And, you know, everything on WWN I'm usually involved in. But weekend after that, around the 15th and 16th, I'll be in Philadelphia for some signings. And the uh, Tommy Dreamers House of Hardcore, which will be amazing, will be ring announcing for that. The weekend after that, from the 22nd and 20, to 24th of April, I'll be at Schiller Theater. The lineup is hilarious. It's like Alice Cooper... Weird Al, Rob Schneider, Meatloaf. It's just such a cool hodgepodge of people. And Billy Gunn and X-Pac will be there as well. But, um, yeah, those, that, the next few weeks I'll be busy every weekend. And then April 26th to July I'll be in the U.K. And I'm not sure of all the appearances yet, but honestly, everything I do, it, it's on Twitter, at SoCalValerie. And I have Snapchat, all that stuff. It's all promoted on Twitter. That's my favorite app. So, yeah, stay up to date and uh, hit me up and give me some feedback. Do you sleep ever? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, really. before I let you go, uh, I just wanted to let you know that uh, with the return of Maurice, we saw on Raw, uh, our last podcast, we got into a discussion of uh, who were some of the more attractive ladies in the wrestling business. It was very not gross, just for the record. But I was a, sure. vehem- I was a vehement defender of SoCal Val as the most beautiful woman in wrestling. That is so nice. Thank you so much. There are so many beautiful girls, and, you know, I always say it comes down to the fact that there's a lot of pretty girls, but if there's more behind that, you know, if you have your head on straight and, you know, you're in the business for the right reasons, you'll you'll get the respect that, you know, that you earn. So I do I do appreciate that, and I hope that, um, you know, that girls that, that look at girls in wrestling, I hope they kind of look at it and say, listen, anyone can be pretty, anyone can be hot, that, that's easy, it's it's being a nice person and, and being grateful for the opportunities you've been given. That's really important. And I hope that, you know, that, that resonates with people when they see or hear me. So I'm just happy to be in a sport that I love, you know? Awesome. Thank you very much for taking the time out to talk to me today. I know it's been a busy day and your, your days will continue to be busy, but we wish you tremendous amounts of luck and we'll definitely be keeping an eye out for you on the Fight app and in all of the different promotions uh, that we can see you on. Thank you so much. 
so much. I will uh, keep in touch, and thank you so much for the interview. I had a lot of fun. Uh, again, at SoCal Valerie, keep in touch, and I will be able to retweet anything you guys need. So I'm here for you. Thank you very much.